This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Aloha my kako, welcome to a new episode of What School You Went? Uh, we start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani and today we are talking story with one of Hawaii's finest gifts to the, I say to the world, a singer, songwriter, ukulele virtuoso, Taimane Gardner. Welcome. Thank you. Extremely, extremely grateful to have you here. You know, first I want to thank you because when we reached out to you and Mark, your, your, your manager, to, hey, can we get some maybe music for what school you went? And you willingly said, yeah, here's some options. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we selected uh, Hades. Right? Yes. Hades. Um, thank you. Of course. That's the jam we hear in and out of this uh, podcast. Yeah, you know, it's always nice to support each other as, you know, local. So, I, of course, I was definitely open and uh, very happy to be here. Very on stoked the to have podcast. you. I gotta, before we get any further, I got to ask because I ask every guest. Okay. What school you went? Oh, I went to a bunch actually. So, I started off at Punahou. And then I actually moved with my family to New Zealand for a couple years, around like 11. I was around 11 years old. But then we missed Hawaii so much that we came back. Uh, and so middle school, I went to New Valley. And then I went to Kalani for a little bit. But then I switched over to Waldorf Private School and graduated uh, with them. Waldorf. So what, what, was, what was their uh, mascot, Waldorf? Oh, did they have one? <laughs> I don't think they did. Yeah. It's a very artsy school, yes. so we all had to draw as our interview. Um, so probably something artistic would be their mascot. Was it on Kalani Ono'ole? Was it back then? Was it? Um, the they had two different two schools, different but the the higher school was actually in Kahala, right across from Zippy's, which is really dangerous because right. every lunch break I would go there and yeah. and get something. Okay, but but by the time you got to all your different schools, I mean your ukulele. Uh, your introduction to ukulele started early uh, when mm-hmm. you were five years old, mm-hmm. and I know you've shared this story before. Um, but and, and but I'm going to re-ask a few questions. We got uh, viewers joining us, by the way, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook. You guys are all live. Send in your questions. Uh, we'll get it out to Taimani. But uh, start back when you were five. What, what made you pick up that first time the ukulele, and and when did you know? Oh, this is fun. Even before I had the ukulele, I was such a ham on stage. Uh, My parents put me into like a ballet school, well, like ballet class. And uh, I remember having a recital and I would not get off stage. Even though the show was done, I was like, let's get all the ballet dancers. And we all took pictures, you know, the parents taking the pictures at the end. I I wouldn't get off stage. And so I think my dad kind of took that as a hint that, you know, maybe I'm a performer. So he gave me my very first ukulele when I was five. And I remember playing in front of the mirror, kind of pretending to be a rock star until I broke a string. I was just having the best time. And then, you know, I showed it to my dad. And so he's like, oh, I'll just uh, start putting her in ukulele school. So I went to a couple at first. I went with Roy Sakuma School, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mike Basquez, which was uh, in Kaimuki at the time. And uh, that teacher kind of introduced me into playing in front of uh, coffee, like coffee shops and then uh, malls. And so I started playing in front of people at a very young age. And I remember my dad, he told me, oh, you know, I'm gonna be, he was very nervous because he wasn't sure if I was gonna be okay playing. Uh, It was at his grandma's church. 
uh, for the first time and he was nervous that I would be too nervous and he told me I was uh, playing ukulele while walking on stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I was already playing ukulele before I got on stage, and so that's kind of how I started at a young age. So dad, dad was a businessman. Mom was was an entertainer. She had, uh, she had. The, so you had good genes, uh, but dad said, you know what? You need a bigger venue, um, and and literally took you out to Waikiki. I remember when we first interviewed you back when I was at KHON. I mean, you were a young teenager mm -hmm. and we already knew you were destined for stardom. Waikiki was a special time for you, I bet. Yes, it was a great work environment because, you know, you have cars whizzing by you, you have a new audience every couple minutes. So it was a great place for me to hone my craft, um, to see what would work with um, people walking by, and that was really the place that I was just honing my ukulele skills, learning how to work with the crowd, and then one of the performers from Uncle Don, Don Ho's uh, stage, Angel, who was a singer, saw me on the streets and asked me to play uh, for Uncle Don. And, and that set, you know, kind of set you in that path. I'm, I'm, we're getting questions coming in already, sure. Monday, so I'm going to sprinkle it in. Uh, please keep your questions coming, and, and really, uh, uh, Uncle Don meant a lot to the world and, and to you as well. And, and you, I'm sure you credit him with a lot of your early success. So who are your musical inspirations, if you were to look back? Oh, great question. Uh, as a young ukulele player, of course, I call him the king, Jake Shimubakuro, mm -hmm. which I had the honor and blessing to have as one of my teachers. Also, his younger brother, Bruce, oh, yeah. also very good, was also one of my teachers. So Jake, huge inspiration at the time. Uh, I grew up listening to classical music, too, so I love the sound of classical, but at that time, no one was playing really classical on the ukulele. So, you know, I had to kind of figure out my way on how to incorporate that into the ukulele. Uh, and then also my dad introduced me as a teenage, as me as a teenager to Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, so, uh, you know, all the classic rock music that I like to incorporate too. So, to this day. Yes. As well as Beethoven and, and other classical. We're getting more questions. I want to get to this one because it's a, I think it's a very interesting question about five string as opposed to four sure. string. But going back to uh, your early influence, influencers, if you will, uh, I traveled. I traveled to Japan with Jake at Fuji Rock nice. Festival, and he did opened up with um, the national anthem, mm -hmm. and there wasn't anybody in in that whole Fuji Rock that was doing stuff like him. You've been compared to some of the greatest already doing things that nobody else has ever seen. Uh, your stages have just become the world. What, what is that like for you when you're up there? What are you thinking as an artist, as an entertainer, uh, but also knowing your roots and how important that is to you? Absolutely. Yeah. So number one thing that I'm thinking when I'm on stage while I'm playing is keeping the audience engaged, which is why I play all of these medleys. They're never the same because I have to see if the audience loves the song, so I play it a little longer, or if you know their attention span is kind of crazy, then I'll switch it over. So that's what I'm doing while I'm playing music. I'm like, when is the next song? When should I end it? What should I talk about? So that's what's going on in my head. So is it choreographed? Like I've, I've watched you live, and you are insane live. I mean, you are truly an entertainer, Tamani. And do you choreograph where you're going to stand, where you're going to sit, where you're going to jam, where you're going to shred it, uh, where you're going to st stand next to your, your guitarist? I mean, or is that ad-lib? Definitely not choreographed. I think I've been doing this for so long that you kind of have a feel, intuitive, of where you should be. Um, so it's kind of ad-libbed, but like an experienced ad-lib. Yeah, yeah I, I remember watching a video of you starting here and then ending up on a, on a 
little box. And so I told the crew, I said, hey, we got to make sure we have these things just in case she wants to just free flow. Yes. And, and that's awesome. Uh, this question has been asked, answered, but thanks for the question. What was it like playing in Waikiki as a child? And, and it was a very important part of your life. And, and the Beach Boys helped you out. I mean, there were so many different things about being a performer on, mm -hmm. on Kalakaua Avenue in Waikiki. Yes. Yeah, special stuff. Why do you play a five-string? Oh, great question. So most of the time, ukuleles are either four-string or you can even double it up as an eight-stringer. But over the years, I kind of just been like picking off strings and I've just realized that five-string is really my sound. I do a lot of flamenco music, a lot of Spanish music, so having that extra string kind of gives it more of that genre flair. And I also have two low G strings rather than high G string. Um, let me show you. Yeah, please I have do. this ukulele that uh, oh my gosh, I, it's my signature ukulele, just came out. Anyways, so the usual ukulele sound is. My dog has fleas. Exactly, okay. with the high G. I can G. play that. <laughs> yeah. But I play a low G string, which sounds like this instead. And then on my performance ukulele, I have two of those. So it really gives that bass sound, mm -hmm. which I think balances the ukulele, which is usually very trebly, yes. very high pitched. So for me, it really balances out the sound. That's interesting. I, I, I only know four string and, and I know G7F, you know, just the vamp. Uh, like everybody else, I, I don't know how to, you guys shred it that way. I was thinking about when you said you broke your first string and dad said, oh, you need another ukulele. I'm sure you've broke many sh oh, strings goodness. along the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it can be, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in the middle of a performance. Oh, yeah. Do you uh, have, like, backup? I'm just, I do. Yeah. I bring two ukuleles with me usually on every performance. I have strings. It's happened to me before. I can... I can change a string in about two to three minutes now, but the most important part is how to incorporate that into the show <laughs> and how to engage the audience while, right. you know, secretly having a panic attack trying to Yeah, but get that's, part of the, that's part of the show, right? I it mean, is. that's cool. I mean, people see you shredding like that and you, break a, you pop a string. That's, that's cool. A uh, question for you says, if you could, oh, good one. If you could share the stage with anyone, Taimani, alive or, or, or no longer with us, mm. who would that be? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Santana. Santa. Carlos Santana. I would love to play with him. Jake, just because he's the king, I really you know, respect and, and love playing with him. Um, those are the two that really pop up for me. I do think it'd be kind of fun to do something with like an electronic DJ. So having like the electronic beats, but then also having the live like energy yeah. of the ukulele, I think would be a really cool, yeah, like a cool modern pairing. So yeah, something like that. All right, uh, where does your inspiration for your music come from? I mean, your your latest release is is all all, all original. All original. Uh, who, who inspires you to to come up with some of that? Uh, so most of my all of my albums are concept albums. So the most recent one, Hawaii, is very much inspired by my Polynesian side. I'm half Samoan. My mom was from Apia, Samoa. Taimane actually means diamond. So it's very uh, you know she passed uh, about four years ago, and so it was a way for me to connect with my Samoan roots personally. So that's where this album came from. So you tap into, uh, you know, mom was very influential in your life as well as on the music side. And wonderful lady, by the way. Thank your you. mom touched many people through, through her years. Um, 
and that comes out in this new album. And mm-hmm. I, I'm actually wearing this shirt purposely. I love it. Because it's, it's got Bora Bora on it, and yes. that's one of uh, your you know, signature songs as well. Yep, I have a original song called Bora Bora Sunset on the new album. And when I write, I see like an image or a visual, or I want to create a mood. And so I wanted people to think they were in Bora Bora having a glass of white wine with their friends in the water during sunset. And this is the song playing in the background. So that's kind of how I like to create, is like create a mood or what's the image? which has been interesting because I've also been kind of delving into creating music for films. Mm -hmm. So short films, feature films, and it's just a really fun pairing to do that too. Good for you. And thank you for getting, uh, understanding the value of, and the importance of going back in your roots and and your Samoan, uh, not only your heritage, but also mom's legacy as well. Absolutely. Very, very important. The the questions are coming in. Uh, Do you have a hidden talent? Oh. That most people don't know about. Good question. Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love yoga. I'm a huge yoga fan. So I've been doing that for a while. But um, I tour a lot as well. So if you need to know where the best restaurants are, the closest gas station, um, the closest yoga places, I got you. Are you a foodie? A whiz, are you a foodie? I'm a huge foodie. Oh, yeah? Yes. My boyfriend uh, owns three restaurants down in Chinatown. So... I just I just eat and drink and it, I'm very merry about and, it. Gosh, and you're, and you're so thin and, and fit. Um, what was what's your favorite? Chinese, Italian, Japanese? Sushi. Sushi. I love sushi. Yes. Yeah. Poke. Uh, I'm a huge fan of spam musubi. Absolutely. Who isn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's a rite of passage in Hawaii. Uh, where would you? Where would be your dream place to perform? Oh. Okay. Or, or have you already performed? I, I, well, nope, not yeah. yet. But I've always wanted. I think it'd be really fun to perform in front of the uh, Egyptian pyramids. I know that Pink Floyd did that, and oh my gosh, if they did that again, and then they invited me, intent. <laughs> I would love to do something like that. That but is awesome. I visited uh, the pyramids once for my thirtieth birthday, and it's such a spiritual place, mm-hmm. and you can kind of feel that. So being able to put on a show in front of the pyramids would be a dream come true. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be a cool image as well. Still getting a lot of questions. Time. Thanks for pouring them in. Uh, We'll keep asking. uh, You keep uh, asking us. Do you have an album or song that you are most proud of? That's a tough one. Yeah, it's like, you know, all your children, right? You can't really pick And and there's never a favorite, but there really is, right? No, but you have to pick one. For the new album, honestly, Bora Bora Sunset is my favorite. It's something a little different uh, than what I normally do, but just the whole vibe of the song, I feel a lot of people will enjoy. Good for you. Uh, Can I put you on the spot? I mean, folks, stick around because Taimani is going to go live with us uh, Mm -hmm. on stream live, but can you play that? Oh, right now? No, no, no. I mean, oh, God, that'd be great. <laughs> but no, later on, can you play that oh, as yes, part of it? Oh, yes, definitely. I'll awesome. be playing that later, so tune in. Okay, yeah. great. You spoke of films. Uh, what films have you worked on or are you working on currently? Okay, yeah. so I just finished, and I know Jody's here because um, her partner is a filmmaker, and he just is finishing uh, a new movie. Jody, can I announce it? 
Okay, yes, all right. Um, it's called Growing Up Local okay. uh, by James Sereno with Kinetic Productions. And that is my second feature film. Nice. Uh, very excited for that to come out soon. And then I also worked with James with another one called Howley. That was my very first feature film. So that was a huge um, level up. And James has been a great uh, mentor. And then I have another feature film, local feature film that I'll see how it goes. And uh, besides that, I've done short films. When you say you've done the music for that, you mean like, like every, the whole, throughout mm -hmm. the whole, wow, that's awesome. Yes. So that's yes. a whole different mindset, is it not? It is because when I perform, it's that extroverted side. But when you create music for a film or for the album, it's very much introverted. So mm -hmm. you're in the studio and you're just more connected into creating music rather than how do I look? Where should I um, stand? You know, connecting with other people. This is very much just me connecting with myself, really, and creating the most perfect music that I can. That's well said. Thanks. That's well said. You know, the ukulele uh, has been around, obviously, for a long time. In fact, it, it was the Portuguese that brought yes. ukulele to Hawaii. Uh, but nobody looked at that four-string, or in this case, your five-string, as a respected instrument. Mm. Is, that, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, not I as mean, serious. Yeah, okay, serious would be maybe, that's a better word. Um, it was maybe Hollywood or something, you know, you see somebody mm -hmm. playing on the side. But, you know, you, Jake, others have really brought this instrument to the world and and that's a huge responsibility too is it not yes i think being on stage you know i try and be the best version of myself mm -hmm. the most positive version of myself because i know where i come from and i definitely want to make hawaii proud all the time um, but regarding the ukulele not being as serious of an instrument to me i've taken that ta i've taken advantage of that really um, because people don't really I guess expect too much of you right. when you say you play ukulele. And so I, I like to use that and show you how the ukulele can be as serious and it, it's, it has so much to express. And so I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just love to express myself through this instrument that I was given at such a young age. Wow, that's Kuleana, that's responsibility that you, that you understand and that you carry with you. Um, going back to filmmaking, how did you get involved in, in the process of filmmaking? And, and what was always part of that dream for you? Or was it? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I think it just connects so well with my music because when I do create, I, cre I create with an image in mind. And so it just connects so well. So it started off with people asking to use my music in their movies already. So songs that were already written and they would use it kind of like for what podcast. school you went, yeah. you know? So it just kind of connects really well in that. And then uh, I did a short film and it's called The Mountain Speaks. Um, and that was, I think, my very first short film. They asked me to create music to image and you know, big responsibility too, and uh, it worked really well. So that was the first one. And then James with Kinetic Production, you know, really believed in me and was a great mentor for me to create music for his feature film. When do you sleep, Time Money? I don't. <laughs> I mean, you've just, I mean, I you don't. just came back from a tour, right? I mean, yesterday. I, yesterday. Yes. Thank you for stopping by, but I mean, gosh, how, how do you find time to balance everything, interviews, besides being at live? sold out concerts and then you know yes. still balance your social media because that's very important as well yes uh, i think that is the key to 
life, right, is trying to find that balance and how to maintain that. But I also know that my time, all of our time is temporary, so I'm trying to do as much as I can while I can. You jump in the ocean a lot? Um, I jump in my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, this is weird, but this is what I do to kind of relax. I turn off all the lights uh -huh. in my bath and I close the curtain and I just, I'm in my bathtub for like, you know, an hour or something. And I just, kind of, that's kind of how I refresh myself Compress. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. A um, couple more questions. Guys, the questions are coming in. Thank you guys uh, watching on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate it. Something different here, PBS Hawaii. We're, we're, we're live. Uh, if you weren't performing or playing music, what would you be doing? Eating. <laughs> I mean, this is your Eating. life, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I mean, what, what else would you do? Uh, as, an, as a job, what would I do? Yeah, I mean. Uh, or just um, on my off days, what do I do? I, the thing, the beauty about my music career is that there's so many different facets and aspects to it, which keeps it fresh. So a couple weeks ago, I got really into merchandising and learning about shipping. And that was like the hugest thing that I loved doing. And then, like you said, there's creating content for social media. There's making an album. There's creating a show and, you know, playing with other musicians. So it's just like a whole facet of what do I want to do today? And that's what kind of keeps it fresh. Yeah, let me let me develop a clothing line. I mean, you, you develop. I mean, oh, that's yes. a design on your uh, case. That's you. You did. Yes. So I worked with a designer named Sam Hamiota, um, and we created this design together. Again, I'm very uh, proud of where I come from, my Polynesian side and my Haole side as well. My dad is from Arizona. But I wanted to showcase my Polynesian side because that's very rare. Um, and so this is my new signature ukulele. Uh, it just released last week. Cool. So this is new, and the inspiration for this was the night sky. So you can kind of see the crescent moon made of white abalone, and then you see the Eva birds here flying to the night awesome. star. Are we zooming in star. on that, folks? Can we see that? Yeah. yeah. And these were kind of inspirations from my uh, Samoan tattoo. I have some Eva nice. birds and the night star. So that is kind of the inspiration. I take a lot of inspiration from my music, from the elements around me. Um, and this, this also comes in five string as well. And I just think it's a great representation cool. of me as an artist. You know, I'm a little it. gothic. Yeah. So, you know, I like the black. Also comes in blue. And uh, it's definitely something different in the ukulele world. So. And what do you not do? <laughs> Is that even <laughs> grammatically correct? Um, you, you are so versatile. I'm terrible at taxes. Are you really? Uh, <laughs> I'm terrible with math, everyone. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I never understood math either. I mean, who, who does trigonometry? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, if not the ukulele, somebody's asking, what instrument would you be playing? Ooh. Or would you be playing an instrument? Yes. Yeah. I've always been really fascinated with the harp. Really? Yeah. Have just, you tried it? I have tried it. Um, there's a lot more strings on a harp, but I just, I love the celestial, ethereal sound. Mm -hmm. um, that's really angelic. I love guitar. Mm -hmm. So anything with strings, I think I'd be probably be playing. I could see you playing the, I could see you playing the harp at a whole different level. <laughs> That'd be oh, fun. Oh, yes, like I, a rock I, harp. I, like a rock harp. Yes. I wonder if it's been, has it been done? Probably. That'd be fun. Yeah. Wow, we've got to get a harp in here for you. Uh, another question, what's an unexpected aspect of life as a musician, as a creator, <laughs> that most people might not be aware of? Unexpected aspect of life. 
I think that's a deep question. By that's the way. a great question. Yeah. Yes, uh, I think there's a couple things with being a musician. Number one, it's still a job. Yeah. Like you have to put in that work ethic and practice and do it even when you don't feel like doing it. Um, that's number one. Number two is you have to take care of your body, which can be tough in the entertainment industry, yeah. you know. But that, you know, I am my instrument, and so I really try and focus on taking care of myself too. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not just not only physically, but also, like you said, decompress yeah. spiritually. You've got to be in a good place because it's a grind. Exactly. So grind. Folks probably go, "Oh, come on! You travel the world. How exciting!" But it's grueling. It's grueling. Being on planes all the time, yeah. eating weird things, jet lag. Uh, it's I, I love what I do, but mm -hmm. it also you know it's a job, so I, I take it seriously. It's a way. blessing, but it's also a yeah. huge it's a huge grind. Uh, there's a lot of other questions coming in. I ask, yeah. uh, we have actually a studio audience in here today, so I welcome your questions too. Um, we're just you know we're doing things a little different here uh, at PBS Hawaii right now, but you know, I want to go back to social media mm -hmm. because COVID made, I hate the word pivot, but made us change so many, so much of what we do. But it's also strengthened us in, may, in many different ways, Hawaii especially. But even as entertainers, you had to change your approach because you couldn't go mm -hmm. you know, jam in a concert or um, perform live. So what, what, what was your approach to social media during COVID? Um, I'm thankful I, had a pre I have a pretty good following even before COVID. So I had a good audience ready for you know whatever I decided and then I have a great manager Mark Tyrone who really took responsibility for the technical side which is hard especially as an artist you know what I got to learn all of these you know how all these things work so I think having those two uh, really helped me through COVID during during COVID yeah. time yeah, yeah. it's it expanded your reach literally expanded your reach to places yes. maybe you have not visited or, right. or touched i have a really big following in india that's amazing which i think is really cool do, do you correspond i mean do you respond to them if if, if given the opportunity yeah that's, i'm a, I, i'm on my instagram that's awesome so you know i am a millennial so i am on instagram and then facebook is up and I'm, youtube is up i'm trying to get into the tiktok but it's just like there's so many things so social media manager Maybe I need one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes. We got one. <laughs> we, you know, we have to. We have to be in that space because that's where people are consuming right. content, right? But it's like you said, it's a global audience, and yeah. that's what I really love about uh, social media. is yeah. global. It's a. It's. It can be a tool, you know, yes. to use. Uh, it can be, you know, obviously has its downfalls. Definitely. Uh, but it's all about responsibility and knowing how to how to reach your audience in a very respectful with integrity, and, and I, I know you're doing that. And it's a great way for them to come to a show. Absolutely. So we do a lot of social media ads and people say, I saw you on YouTube. And that's the reason why they're at my show when I'm touring. So that's very it's a cool. huge tool. Speaking of touring, somebody's asking you, yeah. will you be coming back to Molokai soon? Oh, um, I've actually never been to Molokai before. But I would love to go. Oh, will you be coming to Molokai? Oh, will Sorry. I be coming to? Yes. I, yeah, I've never been. I would love to. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I would love to play there. Oh, they, they would love to have you. Yes. Yeah. Go right there in Kaunokakai. Uh, you, know, you, you know, they have a place called The Wharf. I'm going to date myself. But <clears throat> when I was in high school, we got Kolohe one day with, with some folks, and they said, hey, we're going to The Wharf tonight. Right? And so a bunch of us athletes jumped in a truck, and we thought we were going to a nightclub. It was a wharf. 
I kid oh. you not. And that's where everybody hangs out. Maybe that's cool. Could, maybe you could jam at the wharf. Can you jump into the water? You can. Yeah, yeah, That'd you can. Kind of fun. But it's it's a whole whole different vibe up there, in Molokai. Uh, thanks for that question. Uh, whoever's joining us from Molokai right now. What's your advice to musicians looking to make music a career? Oh, uh, like like I said, number one is discipline, mm -hmm. uh, consistent discipline. You know, it's great having motivation, but motivation, I think, waxes and wanes. Right. So having discipline is number one. Creating a schedule or routine. So what I do is I have a list uh, that I work on all the time. So I write down all the things that I need to do, and I work on that list. It's never going to be done. But it's just, that's how I get things done. So having that business work ethic that my dad taught me at such a young age has really helped me to make this a career. Um, so I would do that. And then maybe like weekly you have like, every, you know, every Sunday you practice or something for an hour. And I wouldn't do like, oh, this whole day, five hours, three hours of practicing. I would do it in little increments. Mm -hmm. Like I said, consistency is most important. Yeah. I, I call it the TTD, my two things to do list, oh, yes. which never, never goes away. Never goes away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we still have questions coming in, Tamani. Thanks for answering these, yeah. by the way. How often do you listen to music and what do you listen to? <laughs> oh, so, so I recently have been getting into working out a lot. So I actually listen to workout music. Uh, to get myself pumped up okay. every single day. For, for, for my generation, that'd be like Jane Fonda, the workout. Oh, nice. So no, I'm just nice. kidding. But what, so what are you listening to when you're going? Oh, gosh. I listen to like not, I listen to a lot of pop. Uh, I do. I also listen to a lot of podcasts too. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. I, I listen to a lot of his podcasts. So it's that, that, and maybe like lo-fi which is like chiller music. So mm -hmm. I have those three. Oh, and electronic music when I'm, you know, doing taxes or accounting. So that's what I listen that's interesting. to. Electronic, lo-fi, workout music, and then podcasts. Try Jerry Rafferty. Okay. Baker Street. Okay. That's what I work out to. Okay. Music of the 70s. All right. Because I'm stuck there. Okay, let's keep <laughs> on coming. Uh, what's the weirdest thing that you've eaten during your travels? Have you tried... Oh, Strange yes. Foods, I've had some yeah. weird things. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember I was playing in Taiwan, and uh, I was there with a bunch of other ukulele players, and there was squid beaks. That was a little weird. I had some beer, though, so yeah. I went for it, and it was pretty weird. But you knew it, what it was. Yep, I knew what it was, and squid beaks was, that's probably the weirdest thing. But I also am a huge fan of natto. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people aren't. I'm no, a huge no. fan of natto. Really? I, I can eat that every single day. It's it's a taste. Yes. It's an acquired, acquired taste. taste. Uh, when I travel with Jake in, uh, in Japan, one of our friends, Roji Soronaka, uh, took us out and um, didn't tell us what we were eating. And it was whale. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was that? It was a whale of a dish, but it was not that good. It was not good at all. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever ate. Yeah. Um, are there times where you need to take a break? From performance. Oh, music. yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, I like to think of myself actually as an introvert um, rather than an extrovert. So I get my resetting of my batteries when I'm alone and when I'm just in my house, kind of relaxing then or with my boyfriend or friends. And then I go out and play music as an extrovert, but I reset by myself. I'm trying to visualize that because you're so, you're such an entertainer. On stage. It's, I'm a, it's a different part of me, you know, 
being able to talk and have this huge diva-esque thing. But then when I'm not, you know, when I'm not playing, I, um, I'm pretty quiet. <laughs> I'm actually a pretty quiet person. When uh, Is she? Hey, Mark, am <laughs> yeah. I pretty quiet? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever you say, Taiwan. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Good it, answer. You know, yeah. your 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 tour, it's a world tour. I mean, you went to the UK. I, I, I did. Mean, I mean, you you travel literally around the world. What's that like? UK, did they dig your music? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, we played at the Glastonbury Festival, which is one of the biggest festivals in the world. So going from COVID to that being my first tour back was uh, almost culture shock, but I, I love it. I love being able to see new cultures and try new foods and very blessed that I can do that because of this instrument. So I love it, but I do love coming home to Hawaii and you know refreshing here. Yeah, it's important to get back, right? Okay, I, I know we're getting close to time. And again, I'm gonna uh, ask our audience who are joining us live on Twitch, YouTube and Facebook to please stick around. After the podcast, we're going to, uh, Time Money is going to uh, change or get into a different uh, space and then come out and jam for us. So we really appreciate that. Somebody's asking, what's your creative process like? I, I don't know what that means, but what is your mm-hmm. creative process like? So when it comes to creating an album, I actually don't allow myself to write music until I come up with a concept for the album. Because I just want it to be 100% focused on the concept. So once I have a concept in mind, then I like to create music to a mood. Um, I've been playing for so long now that I, 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 I'm, it's easier for me to express myself through an u- ukulele than, you know, 10 years ago. But it really is what mood am I trying to Uh, create Mm -hmm. with this instrument and I guess what images do I create too and then you know the melody will happen it just happens yeah Yeah. it does the melody is always number one that's the thing that happens and then if I want to put lyrics to it that comes later somebody's asking about the pandemic and lockdowns and the impact that how was that on you I mean were you like a lot of us felt just my gosh what what do I'm gonna do I, it was, you know, I know it was stressful, but I was so happy to be able to rest and focus on the album and to learn how to bake bread. I never knew how to bake until COVID. So I'm an introvert. I really just, I love being home and, and, you know, puttering around and doing my little thing. So that's kind of what I did during COVID. That's actually, I heard that from a lot of people who were part of the, the industry. That mm. It was such a grind, and yes. they missed performing, yes. and they know people were craving it. But it was a nice time to just slow down. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And decompress. Yeah, my my ex at the time was uh, building a house, and so like being one with nature and being outside was really uh, it was fun. You had you time. Something different. Yeah, you had you time. <laughs> Interesting question. Um, your skin looks fabulous. Oh, thank you. What is your skincare routine? <laughs> Oh, so I learned at a young age, sunscreen is key. Number one, prevention. Um, I cover up a lot too, which is why I actually, I don't go to the beach that often. Uh, I try and stay out of the sun as much, Um, but I think it's my sunscreen that you're probably seeing. It kind of gives us glow. Um, I clean it and I just make (laughs) sure I cover it. So thank you. I can't say I've ever asked that question to anyone (laughs) in my entire career that, uh, asking somebody about their skincare routine, but I do know, I mean, that it's 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 diligence. I mean, you've got to be 
yes. on it to look that great. Um, okay, we're running, running. I got more. Okay, I'm gonna. We're live, so we'll just keep going. I, and I don't want to wrap this up. What's the best way for a beginner to learn to play the ukulele properly? That's oh, the last question. gosh. Okay. Uh, so everyone learns differently. So I think if you learn, if you know how to learn, if it's visual, are you a visual learner or mm. do you do it by ear? So for me personally, I do it by ear. Wow. So I kind of know how to read music, but I'm not the best at it. It's all by ear. So I guess figure that out first. And then if you want to do it properly, I would definitely see a teacher. There's a YouTube um, or you can see someone in person. Um, and they will probably teach you uh, scales first, chords, all of that. But if that bores you, because that sometimes bores me too, uh, <laughs> I guess look up a song that you want to learn. You yeah. know, there's a, that's a great place to learn how uh, chords work together and uh, start with strumming. Strumming is yeah. probably the first thing to start with, strum. Okay. You know what? That that was awesome, and thank you everybody for your questions. I mean, they just kept. If we could probably stay here all day, yeah, and listen. Uh, but joining us on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, please stick around. We're going to wrap the podcast up, the audio podcast side. Uh, but uh, Taimani will be joining us uh, live for some from jams before we sign off. And as we sign off, like we do every, uh, uh, what school you went? Can you jam? Uh, Hades for us? Oh. Can you? With of that? course, yes. As you do that, yeah. I'm going to sign off, but I'll wait for you to, st- so if it sounds familiar. It okay. Is- okay. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Okay. There it is. Yeah. Mahalo Nui for joining us, folks. Join us next time on another episode of What School You Went. Until then, we hope. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Gardner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcasts.